Check, check, check. Can we get everybody back to their seats, please? We're going to get this started. If you can make your way back to your seats, please, everybody outside so we can get the doors closed. We are coming to the close very soon of Beyond the Music Retreat, but we can't close it without what we have in store next. Now, I don't think this has ever been done, a, a live, in-person, interactive podcast that we have been wanting to do for y'all. It's going to be always opinionated, sometimes controversial. The Road Podcast. We've all listened. If you if you're, have listened to a Road Podcast, hands up, please, real quick. There you go. It's this whole room. And also, DJ Spider of the 20. We're all DJ Spider fans. Hands up as well. Yes. We're going we're gonna to get right into all the hot topics in the DJ industry. Also, we are going to focus on you and give a lot more time for an open Q&A. And just to witness a live podcast with The Road and DJ Spider the 20 is going to be a spectacle. So get ready and make some noise for, do I have to say all their names or do you guys know them all already? DJ Spider, DJ Crooked, Jamie the Great, DJ Never, and D Miles to the stage. Yeah. Can I get a year? Mic check. There we go. <laughs> hello, so, hello. Uh, you guys, uh, what's good, what's good, what's good? It's the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not mine. That's not mine. I'm sorry. That's not well, a lot okay. of the prompter. That's the wrong one. I'm wrong not that line. guy. Okay, so. What up, like all the, the beat uh, sorcerers, all my beat <laughs> sorcerers out there? I they, see you. What they, they, add, they added Spider as his piece of yeah, part of the yeah, crew. Yeah, right? that, that was not, he was not there. <laughs> That's a division of We did this photo shoot specifically for this. <laughs> you know, he towers over D Miles. We, we definitely look like a rap group from like 1999 yeah. on Raucous Records or something. You're, the, you're definitely the driver. <laughs> you're definitely the driver. <laughs> Because Steve Miles and never couldn't drive that car. No, 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 no. <laughs> or me. They're going to be like, yo. I know I'm short, but damn. Like, yeah, Jamie, like, yeah. Jamie, over me. Jamie looks like he means business up there. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the muscle. <laughs> well, I don't know what muscle, but you know, you know, you're the, you're the <laughs> All right, well, y'all, I want to welcome you guys. What up? Uh, what's good? What's good? It's the, it's the Road Podcast. Uh, what up, Beat Sorcerers? Welcome to the collaboration of the Road Podcast and the 20 Podcast. Uh, you know, we may sound like uh, podcasts talk about driving cars or, you know, asking you 20 questions, but really, we all have a passion and love for DJing, just like you guys, so make some noise for yourself for coming out here, yeah. taking the time and coming to this amazing retreat. Thank you to BeatSource, DJ City, Vice, and everybody, and, uh, you know, when I first got the call to do this and collab with The Road Podcast, I was like... Are these dudes just going to roast me for like an hour up here? Like, I need to think about what I'm going to wear, like what my hair looks like. So we'll see uh, what happens to me. But um, also, hopefully, I don't say any jokes that uh, piss Quickie off and he comes up and slaps me like Will Smith or something. Because uh, you guys think he's like super nice, but we've seen some shit go down like that. Um, all right, no, for real. Thank you guys for all the support, you know, for the 20 podcast, for the road podcast, and uh, everything over the past couple years. So excited to be here with you guys. And, uh, you know, let's give it up for the road podcast, for all they've done for DJ culture. They've been doing this a, a couple years longer than me. You know, they educate us on DJs you may not know about, you know, about music that we know and love. They somehow survive beef. 
with the Beehive, with uh, DJs against Joe Maz. They've gone to war with the entire country of Nigeria. Um, it's all, you know, it's been, it's been happening Don't for them. Don't forget Cookie's best friend, uh, Wale. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wale. Yeah. Oh, Wale is coming for him now on Twitter, so... Um, and then I, you know, when we decide, you know, we were put together to collab, I thought, okay, I'm going to call up Crooked and try to figure out how to do this collaboration, which then ended up in an hour phone call of him just yelling at me. Uh, I was not anticipating. <laughs> so it was very intense. Um, Sounds about right. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen up here. But uh, well, you have anything to say about that? Or I, I mean, the, he, he, he was calling me a stoned surfer uh, yeah, yeah. on the phone. <laughs> So I think we got two different personalities. Um, well, this, this is what it went on. This is what you wanted to do. You wanted to come up and do like your Netflix special, your, your comedy special. I'm preparing for the DJ stand-up uh, yeah. special coming on Netflix. He told the sound guys like, I, "I need a handheld mic so I could properly like well, do I my I walk around this, and I wanted my crowd a stool work. so I could yeah. have a prop." But you know, yeah. all this I is what you wanted. Yeah, I got this, this fucking orange thing that you're using. Yeah, I'm yelling so. at him on the phone. I'm like trying to put some structure together. I'm like, we should talk about these panels and stuff. And he's like, hey, let's just let's just go on there and just like, you know, talk about whatever, make fun of people. Is that how I sound? You know. And I'm like, sp- I'm like spider. People pay good money and flew a lot, you know, a f- you know, they flew out here for this shit. And he's like, eh, they don't care. We'll just talk about this and <laughs> talk about that and. And whatever. And then Phenom comes up to me, like, right? <laughs> Yesterday, he's like, what, what happened with you and Spider? And I'm like, Spider snitching to this motherfucker now. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> and Crooked yelled at me. I, I'm a one-person thing. You got four people. You know? We're about to jump his ass. <laughs> he, he's telling him I'm being a dick, so. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, Finish your monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. So, so you know, there was almost some twenty uh, road beef, which uh, we'll see how that pans out by the end of this. Um, <laughs> and uh, that led me to remember some things that, you know, I've known Crooked a really long time, probably fifteen years or plus. Yeah. I was probably playing. I, there was this edit you made for like the Rub when they put out those. Uh, 12-inch vinyls, and they would put out, like, the shout edits. To the, shout to the Rub. The Rub is, like, one of the first, like, good music parties that were started by DJs in New York. So, like, there would be no do-over without the Rub oh, and yeah. all of the stuff. So, But the Rub, yeah. And yeah, and they, would put, and they would put out DJ edits and mashups or whatever you want to call it. And yeah. you had one that was uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, Bonnie and Clyde over Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you did the intro. Like, you're like, what's up, y'all? Like, like you're on the <laughs> intro. Of the, and I remember I would play that all the time. And I would listen to you. And I would play for every crowd and listen to you doing it. And then I got to meet you eventually. But uh, one night, drunken in Vegas or high or something, I don't know what was happening. But we, we decided to come up with a fake. You know, it was at the time DJs had just started traveling. And um, we thought it would be funny to create a fake place called Bone Island to try to give DJs FOMO about wanting to DJ at this place. Yeah. And we would post well, then, uh, yeah, pictures. Yeah, so like, so like the, the premise is everyone's going out of town. So like if he does Stingery in San Diego, yeah. every DJ's like, I have to do Stingery in San Diego. And then like people see pictures and like, oh, he killed it. It's bananas. It's almost like now, but it was like, 
It was a way smaller community, like yeah. maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, we like knew every DJ. So we were like, traveling. why don't we create, make up this Bone Island? Like you DJ Bone Island, I DJ Bone Island, and then we just post these fake pictures of us in Bone Island. And then everyone's like, yo, what's this Bone Island that everyone's DJing at? <laughs> and then we're like, oh yeah, they pick you up in a helicopter. You know? Damn. <laughs> And then and we and then we just tell other DJs keep saying Bone Island is the shit and yeah. like they're paying you like five thousand or ten thousand a night and uh and it's like it's crazy and, and so and then that was our whole thing and everyone would be asking like how do I get to Bone Island how can yeah. I how can I DJ in Bone Island we're like well I don't know man I don't I can't tell you, gotta, you, you got to email Johnny at Bone Island at Gmail yeah. you know he might be able to get you on the list um, so I don't know I thought of that uh, after our <laughs> argument. Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, so he said I yelled at him like when we were on the phone. These are his notes. This is like his ideas for what to do on this podcast. Let's talk about Bone Island, and here we are talking about Bone Island. This is what happens when two podcasts come together. You know, it's like we're here for a school project. We've been jammed together, and uh, yeah, this is what's going on. So, so just when he's done with his monologue here, we're gonna go to like some <laughs> some questions. But we, we want to talk I'm getting to, there. Yeah, we, you, you get, I'm getting I mean, there. It's taking some okay. time. <laughs> All right. So I know we got limited time. Listen, we've been here two days. You guys have seen a lot. You've seen a lot of panels. You've heard a lot. I'm sure you've been inspired. And uh, we wanted to come out here and create sort of a town hall situation where you guys can ask us questions. We have some questions that we're going to ask you and, uh, you know, just you'll be part of our podcast experience. Um, we can talk about, you know, some of the some of the panels, like what resonated with us. Like I, you know, I missed a couple of them, but I got to see the social media one. Saw Nick Spinelli. He just kept talking about show your growth. And uh, I was sure I'd seen that on a Pornhub ad before just over and over. And I was like, why does he keep saying that? But that kind of stuck out in my head. But whatever you guys got out of it, you can tell us. Um, so, all right. You know, seriously, though, I'm excited to be here, finally see you guys in person, and talk to everybody and hear from you. So we have four questions that we're going to pose to you guys. I'll let Crooked take it from here. Yeah. Uh, if we can, we're going to, so like he said, we're going to do a town hall. I want everyone, you know, we want to hear from you guys. It's been two, three days that we've all been here. I'm sure you guys have some comments, some things you want to share, and we want to hear from you guys. As well, we have a bunch of things we want to go through about the panels and also just interacting with each other and whatnot. So I think we have Styles and Daz here with Mike. So please raise your hand if you're ready to speak. Uh, we got four questions. One of them is what panel spoke to you the most? And I'm actually, while we're getting a mic to somebody, please raise your hand if you want to speak. Um, what panel spoke to you the most? I'm going to actually talk to D Miles. Yep, yep. You know, and we're going to kind of go through exactly what panel spoke to us and I want to hear from you guys, all right? No, for me, it probably started with Lima on um, uh, Check Yourself panel. Right. Lima is a good friend. I've known him for at least 12 years. We came up together. He was a little bit before me at Tau Group, but we spent countless nights together and to see his progression and where he is now from where we were back in 07, 08 is just, it's a milestone. So I have the utmost respect for him, but to, to hear him talk about, you know, the inside chatter in your brain, right? Being able to talk to yourself a little more calmly a little more politely. Let's not be as hard on ourselves when we think we might have a bad night or we put ourselves in a situation where we're not drinking. We enter a room full of drunks and we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know how to approach the night in a sober state. So we feel that imbalance or maybe we're not connected with the audience right away. That, that resonated with me because lately I've been trying to drink less. I still drink, but 
not to say drinking's bad by any means. Like, I'm not here to preach to anybody. But, you know, for me, I'm, I just turned 40. So my body's changing. My, I'm getting older. I want to eat better. I want to do things that I haven't done in the past, right? The last 15 years of my life, I've been drinking late nights, eating horribly. So I want to change those things. So for him to say those things and really put an emphasis on eating better, not eating on flights, um, you know, drinking more water. And then also with Lady Shaw, she said that, you know, everything you do is a marathon. It's not necessarily a sprint. That resonated with me as well, right? Because 10 years ago, I might not have been ready for some of the opportunities I have now. And I might have convinced myself I was, but I really wasn't. And so the things that I'm doing now, I couldn't have done in 2010. But now I'm ready for it. I'm prepared for it mentally. And it's, it's okay to understand that everything comes in due time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Anyone have a mic that's ready to say anything? Let me get your name and where you're from, too. My name is Vengeance. I'm from New York, um, New York, New Jersey area. Um, the starting your own party thing really resonated with me because I recently, in November, I started my first party. Um, and it's been going good. We've had two ticketed events and three just, like, house parties uh, or, like, in New York, like you were talking about in the um, in one of the panels, uh, the you know, like the rooftop parties in Brooklyn, yeah. stuff like that. So um, well, you, you should share your age because I was talking with you earlier. You're twenty. You're, you're like twenty yeah. years old. Yeah, I'm. I'm twenty. Um, yeah. I'm still still in college. So you got I'm a lot. Of, you got a lot of time, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little. It's a little intimidating to think about like all that time, and uh, you know, patience is a big thing for me when I'm twenty. Like I have a lot to go, so it's like trying to pace myself too with the stuff too. So. Yeah. Um, but it, that party like panel was like, I was taking notes. I called all my, my partners after. I was like, yo, we got to do this, this, this. And they're like, yo, chill out. You know, like, <laughs> it's not that serious. Like, well, we're going to do all that. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm just letting you know. I'm just saying we got to do it. So, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, that, that really stuck with me. And then, uh, also just sticking to your niche, um, and making sure you carry it with you wherever you go, but you know, also being able to adapt. So, yeah. um, as I do like bigger, bigger clubs and transitioning from parties to clubs, um, sticking with my niche, which is like underground hip hop and stuff like that, and up and coming artists. Yeah, that's great, man. Vengeance. I'm sure we're gonna see you do a lot of great shit because you're so you're so young. You're 20. You're already promoting. He's doing Photoshop on the side. So there's only growth from there, man. Uh, while we get to the next speaker, does anyone else want to check? Yo, oh, yo, what's up, baby? <laughs> oh, oh shit. What's up, baby? Who gave him a mic? Again, this guy the mic. Oh, was it, was you just on the mic earlier, man? Please say your name or where you from. What fashion again, yo. I got questions for you guys. Well, first off, um, for the panel, when I got here, I was like, you know, the one I'm probably going to snooze on the hardest is wellness. I mean, look at me. I'm hot. I'm good. I don't need wellness. Yeah, who needs yeah, that? I drink like fucking gallon of Tito's a night. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, uh, no, the wellness one really hit for me. Uh, Lady Shaw really spoke to me, honestly. Nice, yeah. Oh, baby. Shout out to Lady Shaw. No, honestly, she made some points. Um, she actually made some points. Like, like, like D. Miles said, you know, like the sprint and the marathon, that, that, what she said about that. And then also the, when you said, um, if you know you're not going to accomplish something in one day, just, just skip it and move on with your day and like just re recharge it the next day. Like, I know something about that. Um, so that's the one that stood out to me. I have a question for you guys. Okay. All right, go for this it. question is geared to DJ Spider. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> of the four gentlemen on stage... Fuck, Mary kill. Oh, come on. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. <laughs> Wait, then that leaves you, one. You need four of them. You need, you need one more option. So you need fuck, Mary kill, divorce or something. Oh, mistress. Fuck, oh, fuck, fuck Mary kill. Mistress. All right, mistress. All right, all right, I got mistress. it. Okay. 
Sad All right, I'm going to fuck D-Miles. Working Whoa! Out. Get up, baby. Give him a round. Give him a round. He just turned 40. He's thinking about what he's eating. He's got the body. He's doing it. Um, I guess I'm going to kill Neva. I'm sorry, man. I love Jesus you. Jesus Christ. Right. I'd rather be killed um, than fucked. <laughs> we can fuck first. Okay, and then... Nah. Uh, <laughs> Jamie would be a fun mistress, I guess. Uh, and I'm I mean, decide, dude. as much as, you know, we already had our first big argument, I think I'd have to marry Crooked. You know, he, he can cook. He's organized. He cares about things. He, we've got totally different personalities, you know, but we like the same things. There's a compatibility so it's, it's there, It's though. a match made in heaven, baby. <laughs> 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 that, that good for you? Can we can we get can we not give fashion to Mike anymore? Yeah, what the fuck, man? Can we have a rule like no? You don't give the mic to someone that Jesus. always said something, especially and, and sit him in the back yeah. also. Is there anyone? Is there anyone that wants to say anything? Dive right into that. Is there anyone else that has a mic? Yeah. yeah how you doing? My name is Carl from New York. Uh, I actually had a question for you guys. Like the, the the starting your own party panel also was one of my favorites. Um, but one of the questions I wanted to ask the guys on stage was about like multiple DJs on bills. Like I think, especially coming out of the pandemic, I feel like there's a lot of parties, at least in New York, where it's like eight guys on a pan on a on a bill, and it you know kind of like messes with the arc of the party. I know you've had Momo on the podcast a few times, and yeah. that came up. Um, so just wanted to hear y'all's perspectives on on that specifically. Uh, you guys want to chime in on anything? Well, I'm from LA, bro. We we switch DJs every 15 minutes, so there's 20 people on the bill. Um, <laughs> But nah, I, I do feel that, well, to me, it's not a big deal. There's no ego when it comes to me. So if you, I could be with four other people on the bill. I don't really care. But it gets excessive when it's a lot. The opener, the supporting, the, you know what I mean, the headliner, the closer. But I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, well, what's your concern about all the DJs on there? Like how like, we feel about it or yeah, what, yeah. what is it? Because I think it's, it's, a, it's something that's here to stay. Like it's not going to change, right? Yeah. Because people are using the DJs for a couple of things. They want what, six DJs on a bill because each DJ is going to promote, right, and market. So it's like lazy marketing and promotion, right? That's one. Two, every DJ on that bill is going to be prime time. They want to be a superstar, right? So that's another problem. So no one's really going to care about opening or setting the vibe for anything. They're just going to care about their recap video. They're going to have their homie with, like, a camera or something, and their hour is going to be prime time no matter what. So you got... So no, if we, even if there's slots 10, 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock, it's prime time, prime time, prime time, prime time, right? It's just one of the factors that we all have to deal with. And it's really what it comes down to is the people that care and the people who are good at their job and the people you know, who know how to work with other people are going to succeed because they're going to work together to make the party dope and not only just care about themselves. And then you're going to realize the DJs that only care about themselves are going to get phased out in a couple of years. And that's pretty much what it is. Because in the end, no one wants to work. Even DJs, they, you know, a lot of DJs get work from other DJs, right? I co-sign one DJ, he co-signs the other. I'm not going to co-sign a DJ that doesn't care about anybody but himself or herself. And that's really what everyone needs to think about is when you enter the DJ community and you work with other people, if you go out for self... That's only going to last you a couple of years because then you're going to need somebody to look out for you. So that's really what people need to think about. And if you look at it, I, I know I've seen some of these DJs that were popping maybe before the pandemic. Like, I don't see them no more. Some of them. And some of them were like, I call them me monsters, right? They me, 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 right? 
So, like, they're me monsters, and I don't see them no more. And the people that really, like, survived are, the, are like, people that looked out for each other. Or, you know, like, you know. I'm going to piggyback so. on what Crooked said. If you do, if you are in a situation where you're in a party with that many DJs, the only way it's going to work is if people understand their role. And then you guys have to work as a team. Like, all five of us could do a party, and it will work because Spider's going to have a role. Neva's going to have a role. Crooked might, you know, do his thing. Jamie's going to hop in his bag and do his thing. I'm going to know my role. And if you have a, a team with everyone that knows their role, there's nothing wrong with being the opener in that role. There's nothing wrong with being the closer or having a different bag to go to. But if everyone's out for self, it's, it's going to fail. We actually did an event, right? We all had an hour slot. He had his hour slot. And when it was time for D. Miles' slot, he told D. Miles, like, yo, get off. I'm going to keep DJing. You know what I'm saying? And he, he got on. He kept DJing. And D. Miles is such a nice dude. He just was like, yeah, you know, like. Like, he went he went in the corner and like soaked a little bit. And I mean, <laughs> you did though, right? Because it was either soak or blow the place up. Yeah, so yeah, I, chose, yeah. I chose to do, you know what? I'm going to bite my tongue and just let this dude have his moment. You so I mean? when I went over, I was like, yo, how come you're not DJing? He's like, oh shit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yo, who was it? Shit, who was it? Damn. Well, uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> y'all wanted the under the shit, huh? Uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll call. I'll call it Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, Crystal. Okay. Crystal. <laughs> Crystal. Yeah, I was like, yo, Crystal's DJing. Why? Why? Why are you DJing? It's your slot. I don't know if that made it worse or better. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I, fixed it. It. I fixed you it. I fixed it. Okay. It. Yeah. Put yeah, a little tape. So, you know what I mean? I'm like, why is Crystal DJing? D. This is your time slot. And then he was just like, man, like. I don't know, I just wanted to DJ, and I was just like, and I literally had to like, I went to Crystal, and I was like, yo, this isn't your time slot, you gotta get off. And Crystal was like, nah. the people wanna hear me. You know, like. They came look, to see me. He's like, look at the people, she's like, look at the people, the people, the people want me. And I was like, this dude, this chick is delusional. <laughs> Nah, hurry up, hurry this, up. This shorty's delusional, right? He's definitely a shorty. Yo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you, can you can change you, the camera? Like, Can you be this Can you go back to the flyer? <laughs> uh, so, I, 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 so I literally took her headphones off and I, I, I pulled her off. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Generously, though, generously. <laughs> Nicely. <laughs> nicely. from the booth. <laughs> anyway. Fir firmly, but nicely. Firmly. And Very then, stern. And then I got D back on, but. Pause. I mean, that's. It happens. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. And, all for me. And that just goes to show that's a situation where we, it wasn't a team effort, right? Like, we, didn't, we weren't on the same page at all. That wouldn't happen amongst but, us. But, you but, know the, what I mean? but the thing is, like, I don't hold anything against Crystal, right? Yeah, no. Like, yeah, Chris are yeah, like, like I'm not. Sounds so like close your, to real I'm name. I'm not like yo. Crystal's not a bad woman, <laughs> She's right? Not a bad one. <laughs> that shorty's good. Bad mama jamma. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I was gonna add to that. Like I just did Nova Slaps party R&B and ribs, and I was in the bill with uh, Speedy. I Cooper, love the name. Uh, R&B and ribs. ribs. Uh, by the way, by the way, shout out to Nova Slaps. Yeah, he had to leave. Can I just say, like, I was like, Nova, uh, I don't even know if it's still here, but no, he bounced. Yeah. He bounced? Oh, okay. okay. But that is, I literally flew to San Francisco just to attend RB and Ribs. So that party is an amazing party. And, you know, me talking shit about the name and the flyer only just shows how strong 
that party is that to me it defies, you know, like what I would think would be, you know, like logical marketing or promotions. Yeah. I would be like, you know, I'd be like, no, you can't do that. But when your music and your party and your crowd is so good, it's like a unicorn and, and it could defy any kind of marketing, you know, that, that I was trying to explain that, but it came off it fucked up. But it, go ahead. Oh, yeah. But I, so, so that flyer had me, Spinny Cooper, uh, I, DJ Ivy. And Audio One, and I think I hit up Audio One days prior. I'm like, yo, what are you going to play if I won't play the shit you're going to play? Or how do you want to do this? It's like a team effort type of thing. So, like, you just have to know how to play your role at, at the same time. And you really can't be the, try to be the fucking superstar. Like, why is my name bigger or smaller? Why isn't it this? I, like, I see that shit all the time. Go ahead. That's a great story. Great story. Yeah, that's usually, anyway, any, anything else anyone want to uh, add or anyone have a mic that they want to speak? Because we can move on. Yeah, go ahead. All right, what up, y'all? Jamie Selects, representing Plural Music, Bay Area, and I live in San Diego. Uh, thank you all for being here. Um, so I just started a podcast of my own called The Business of DJing, where I try to help DJs grow their businesses. And I just was curious if you have any advice on growing and creating an audience for the podcast, maybe both uh, on the technical side, things like you know, doing the audio, I'm doing it all myself, and then also, like, growing the actual audience. While you're doing a podcast, yeah, I mean, you'd be the perfect person to talk yeah. to. You do the podcast all by yourself. I do, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot. Uh, thankfully, I got Anthony and Vlats and some other people helping me, but yeah, I do a lot of the recording and editing and all that stuff, and I actually have heard, you sent me uh, some of the episodes, and I listened to it, and it was really good. Um, I think you're already on the right track from what I've heard. And I think that obviously we talk about DJing. So sticking to a niche thing is good in podcasting because the people that are into that are going to find you. I also think what I've learned through this is the consistency sometimes helps more than the quality content. Like I want to put out really good content, but I also noticed that once I'd been doing it for a year or two years, some people finally took it seriously, even though I could tell they've never listened to it before. They're like, oh, you're killing it. You're doing a podcast. But it was only just because they've seen me do it so much. So I think even if you feel discouraged or, you know, something, you should just keep hitting it and keep, you know, with the consistency and sticking to your topic. And I think the way you structured it where you're educating DJs, I think it's a much needed thing. It's something we talked about that we'll probably talk about later in this panel, but that that could have been at this uh event more, the business stuff, because I know you talk about taxes and a lot of DJ stuff. So, um, yeah, hopefully that helps in some respect. Also, um, what do you call it? Yeah, like, what are you saying about consistency is really important. Like, road podcast is like, I think it's our fifth year this year. And I've even had meetings with DJ City where we, we said this might be our final year. You know, and like, we, we might end it. Just because no. we, cause, um, we felt... Like, you know, a lot of the uh, behind-the-scenes work, the audio, video, the artwork, all that was handled by me and Jamie. So it, it just, like, after five years, it gets repetitive, and it gets draining. Do you know what I mean? So him and I were so close to the podcast. Like, you know, when you do all the behind-the-scenes work and it comes to marketing and selling it, you're, you're, like, exhausted. Does that make sense? I know a lot of, like, everyone does, like, you know, DJs, you do your own marketing. You do, like, contracts by yourself. You do your own taxes. You know, you're doing everything. By the time it, you have to be a sales, like a showman or showwoman or like a salesman, you're like exhausted. Like I, I, even me, myself, I'm exhausted. Like I don't want to market something, you know. I put so much into an episode. 
We, I, I do like six hours of research for a guest. I organize these guys. We get recording set up. You know, it's like we record. We go through editing process. What's the artwork going to look like? What's the title? What's the, you know, and then by the time we have to go to social media, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm drained out. And I'm just like, after five years of that, I was like, I don't know if I could do like five more years of this shit. And that's when I realized, like, I have to hire an editor. Or I need someone like Nudia, you know, God bless Nudia, who can give me, like, a, a second ear on an episode and, and, you know, kind of just, like, edit this out, take this out. And she gives us, she's, she's a DJ as well, but she gives us another perspective that makes it fresh. So just remember, when, you, when you're on this road, you know, you have to collab with people and you have to trust people and you have to let go. You know, even, even me, myself, I have to do that. I have to let go. Editing process, the um, you know all, just conditioning everything. You have to let it go, and now I'm in a different place. I have a new editor. Shout out to Alex. He's been doing a great job with our video clips, right? And and this is how exhausted we were. Like literally since Mar before March, we had no video clips on social media. So for six months, we had no video clips on Instagram, Twitter, or anything. And as soon as I got an editor and we started getting video clips on Reels, uh, Instagram, and like TikTok, our numbers quadrupled. And then all of a sudden, like we're getting reactions and people are hitting me up again. So it's really important that you delegate and you let go of certain things. Because like, I, I'm in a better place now where I can concentrate on where the podcast is going. And we, we had opportunities on the table where I had dispensaries talking to me like, hey, we want to sponsor you guys. And I'm just so busy doing 8,000 tasks that I can't put a deck or a price sheet together for a dispensary that wants to give me thousands of dollars. You know, that's crazy, right? But that's how exhausted I was. And then, I mean, there's, there's so many other opportunities I want to table, but I'm so focused on doing these tasks and you just get caught up in like that whole, you know, that, I don't know. And the the right. piggyback, like, this is not... Crooked's only thing. He's still a full-time DJ. He still does consulting. He still does, you know, design Designing. stuff for clothing. So it's like, imagine having all that plus this part that's taking up half his day or whatever, right? We still have meetings. We still have, you know, collabs we do. We still have parties. We still have all these things that are, like, on top of recording, right? Like, our schedules are all crazy. Like, we all DJ. We all travel. So we have limited time in every week to really get together and record and get everything done, usually on like a Sunday or a Monday, right? The rest of the week, Jamie and, and Crooked are busy editing and putting stuff together on top of their own DJ, get, their, their own DJ schedules, right? So you're probably you're a working DJ yourself doing that podcast, right? You have to put all those things into consideration. And it's okay to delegate, like you said. It's okay to just kind of like let go, but it has to be someone that you trust and has the same interest as you, because if they don't, it's not going to work. Yeah, just, just think of everything in a five-year span. Do you want to do this in five years, you know? Also, I think for your podcast specifically, seasons could work. You know, like I kind of wish I had thought of that before, but you could do it per season, and your thing is so specific to the different parts of the business that you could split it up into like this season we're focused on have, you know, running your own corporation for a DJ and these are all the different things you need and each episode breaks it down. And then you could give yourself a break and not get so burnt out because I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah it's I tough for you, man. <laughs> I wanted to add to that. Uh, one thing that I learned from Crooked early on when we first started doing the podcast was always try to, you know, make the podcast better as you go. 
So in the beginning, we just started with uh, literally just audio and a cover, and we would post that. And then he's like, yo, we got to do videos. And then we started doing videos. And then he's like, we got to put the video on the YouTube. So we started doing that. And then, oh, we got to do an audio snippet, and we have to do this. And it's always trying to grow it. Don't ever try to limit yourself with just being like, oh, just put the audio out. You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole ass process that goes, like, on the weekly basis for us. Now we have Alex and we have Nudia, but before it was just me and this guy. Literally fighting about a title till four in the morning some days, trying to figure out, is this good enough? Is this not? Should we take this out? So it's a whole process, but you just always want to just keep making it better as you go. And don't be afraid of just being like, yo, I can live without this part or this needs to go out. Maybe I shouldn't talk about the taxes now, maybe closer to tax season. You know what I mean? So it's always just try to make that shit just grow and grow and grow and don't ever just limit yourself about it. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. I, I want to talk to you guys too about your experience here in the retreat. So please, I'll, I got a question for you guys because I know the panels were great and please add about the panels, but I really saw a lot of interactions, a lot of meaningful interactions, a lot of great interacting. Everyone's linking up, connecting, politicking out here. Um, and so if you guys have any comments of it, like any like meaningful interactions that you experienced here on the retreat, I, please share with us on the mic. And if whoever has a mic, you ready? Yo, it's good. Uh, it's DJ Cass from Miami. <laughs> what, yes. up? what up? They counting the building. First of all, thank everybody here, all the DJs, everybody that's involved. Thank you guys. You know, this is a community. Uh, I'm always very, very tight about this. Like we take care of each other. Like. We do this for each other. I put out a lot of shit for all of us, my experiences, all of our experiences. So thank you to everybody that's here and everybody in the panel. My question is, as time, you know, our job is an evolving job. Our job technically didn't exist 20 years ago. Now you have DJs that are brand reps, that are working with companies, that are doing, you know, commercials and so on. What do you guys see, like, the DJ culture going for the next five to 10 years when it comes to the DJs that are past the club and are now, you know, a Bacardi rep or doing this and are working that kind of angle and on the corporate side as well. I mean, I, I see just from doing the podcast, I've learned so much about all the different aspects of DJing and ways you can make money and doing stuff. You know what I mean? So I've interviewed all these, you know, DJs for sports teams and DJ, just DJs that are making a living in different lanes. And I guess when I was coming up, it was like, oh, you either do this or that. There wasn't that many options. So I feel like it's splintering off for where DJs are able to make money in a lot of different ways. And now we have Twitch and we have all these things. So I think it'll continue to grow as an industry and doing things like this, where we all come together and help each other, teach each other what we've learned and how to build and stuff like that. So I just see it continuously growing into different, you know, areas of being able to make money off DJing or music. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, look at D nice. You guys had D nice here yesterday, right? And uh, what, I, what I loved about him was that he was able to, like, prioritize the integrity of his brand over corporate sponsorship or money, which I've really never heard of before. So when I heard him, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone wants a corporate sponsor. I right? would have taken that Wingstop deal for sure. Yeah. 1,000%. <laughs> 
I know a lot good of DJs. Know. Good to know. A lot of DJs, that's their goal to get that sponsorship. I mean, if, we stop, if, we, stop, if we stop came to you to eat some wings and wear a Wings, Wingstop t-shirt, what would you do on your Twitch? I have to think about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. If the, if the bag is big. I'm pretty sure Jazzy Jeff's stream was sponsored by Wingstop. Yeah. Was he wearing the Wingstop tee? I don't know about that. But, <laughs> was but he, know was he eating wings? He kept talking about it, and they had the you know stuff on the screen. That's funny. So they went to D-Nice, and, and then he went to, let's get Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> he wasn't Jazzy like Jeff. on the screen. Jeff like, is like, bad, fuck it. Bad, but bad meaning good. Just like eating the drumstick. <laughs> doing it with the routine. <laughs> you, was, he doing, was he eating on camera? <laughs> no. Oh, I, was <laughs> I missed that part. He'll pause He's on like, boneless. pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Do me a favor. If you have the mic and you're ready to say something, just stand up so I, I know that someone's ready to speak. Yeah. You want to repeat your question, though? Oh, we're getting the wrap it up no, B no, no, symbol. Re- repeat the question. <laughs> the light oh, repeat the question? Wrap it Oh, up. did you guys have any uh, meaningful interactions while you guys have been out here? Here we go. All right. What's going on, y'all? Uh, this is Rican from Indianapolis. Um, actually, I wanted to find out on the show of hands how many people came for 2019's Beyond the Music Retreat. Okay, so I was also here as well, and beforehand, it, I just came to absorb things like a sponge. You know, I wanted to learn new ideas with social media, parties, everything like that. All my notes, I even got it labeled 2019. So now, coming here, especially after COVID, um, one of the clubs out in Indy is like the premier bottle service spot that I had connections with, and fortunately I've been able to run now a monthly party for Latin night there, and you know, through everything that I've learned through here, the connections that I met, people that I met through the first one, and including now networking here, I feel like these panels now make sense, and it's just reiteration of, for instance, the check yourself. That one's always hit home, because it's like, you deal with the stress of the marketing, you know, booking the talent and all this stuff and there's things underlying and like you have to kind of push things to the side of whatever is happening personal to still uplift the party to put that first because you know you're trying to put on for the city and whatnot uh another one with the um how does you know with starting the party is like realizing i had to learn it started with i had to hire people to help with marketing and promoting and stuff i had to find out how to be a boss to realize you know the team that was put together is not working. And before the ship sinks, you have to find the new crew. You have to find new people to go on and stuff like that. So in a matter of three years, things have like changed tremendously. Um, I wanted to go back to the check yourself part that one part that resonated with me was um, that was brought up was like about anxiety and uh, seeing we chopped it up a bit at the pool because I'm married and I have two kids. So on top of having a family, you know, we're living the life of the DJ part, and it's like, you want to make sure that everything's cool at home, and also when, you know, you're working out. So I, I was like, what do you do with, when you're in relationships, and it's like, the anxiety that comes, like, if they are all up on you and stuff, and we talked about, like, how to communicate. And, wait, wait, you know, what, what's the, like what's, so, I don't mean to cut you off, what's the yeah. anxiety you feel? No, so it's like, it's not exactly me, it's how I control you know, making sure, hey, everything's cool at home or like, 
she she gets I my wife is more has that higher anxiety, right? So it's always like, oh, so she, I gotta, she's giving you she yeah, has anxiety. So it brings it over here. And she's it's giving like, you, you. Right, let's keep it cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's that's life, right? Yeah. So, you know, it and it, I was just trying to you know, as the more successful people that are out, it's like, you know, how do you deal with that? How do you build the reassurance and the communication and stuff like that? And you know, we chopped it up a bit and got some pointers out of it and it's like it's reassuring, you know, because right. we all live normal lives, day-to-day kind of thing, and coming to things like this, it's like you just learn as you grow, not just on the business side of stuff, but there's the personal stuff you got to get take care of. So, but anyway, no. greatly appreciate y'all taking your times out, too, coming out, yeah. but just wanted to share a bit, and Thank yeah, you. look yeah. forward to the next one. Yeah, that's great. Appreciate Thanks. that. You know... You know, actually, what I noticed, and it's like a lot of every, I mean, a lot of you, everyone, you know, a majority of everyone is so hard on themselves. You know, we've been doing live interviews kind of uh, when we were hanging out and stuff, and we have this one question, right? Yeah. What was the question? Um, How would you, what would you tell your younger self how to get, um, what was the question? What was, I I got it. Jamie has Uh, it back. I got you, I got you. It's, uh. What advice would you give your younger self as a DJ? Yeah, yeah and then it, it literally, I saw everyone just had this like, just, just weight just went on their shoulders and they had all this regret. You know, there was so much regret. You know, I would have told my younger self this and this and that. And I think, you know, never, you had like a crazy, well, not crazy, but it was an emotional I had, experience. Yeah, I asked, shout out to, um, I, I met one of my favorite street um, Twitch DJs. Dawn Pebbyon, and I asked her the question, answered that question, and she got kind of emotional. And then I started thinking about the question, and I started to get emotional. And I realized, damn, I'm, sometimes I'm really hard on myself when it comes to DJing. Like, sometimes I have a bad night, and I, I'll just leave the venue with my head down, and I'm wondering, what the fuck? I fucked up. And I realized I shouldn't be so hard on myself. And thanks to Jamie, Jamie kind of like, of all people, Jamie. Me. <laughs> kind of cheered me up a little bit. He was just like, yeah, man. Yeah, because he, he kind of like, I've DJed whenever a lot or hung out with him a lot. And every night he kills it. Like he does a great job in my eyes. And I always learn some shit from Neva. But if we're walking to the car or whatever, the, you know, we're driving home. He's always like, man, I fucked up here. I fucked up there. And I'm like, dude, that sounded amazing. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. The, the crowd reacted great. But he's just so hard on himself where he thinks he probably, you know, he did 25% good. I just think I could do better. Throughout the whole night. Which is crazy. But he, he really did like a 95 out of 100. But he just looks at the bad, the bad stuff so much and he just, he makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. Pause. He makes it bigger, bigger, bigger. <laughs> um, what was I say? <laughs> he makes it bigger than what it is. Like he really kills himself for a bad two-minute mix where he had three hours of nothing but greatness, you know what I mean? I always tell him, yo, let that shit go, you know what I mean? Like, you are great. For, you've been doing this shit for 20-plus years. There's a reason why they call you back. So I always try to, you know, push him to just feel more positive about himself than just the negative about shit. It's tough because when you really, really, really care about something with a passion, and I'm sure everyone in this room can vouch for that, like as, as musicians, as DJs, as production, people that do production, when you care... Like, you give your all your blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I used to watch Kobe. He would have 40, and he'd be like, yeah, but I could have did this better. And I'm like, what? You just dropped 40. Like, you was amazing, right? It's the same for us. Like, we could have amazing nights, 
but we're, we want to be perfectionists or close to it as possible. And we're going to remember that one thing that didn't maybe go right or maybe that one song that cleared the dance floor for a minute and we have to bring it back. And so those are the things that stick in your head, right? Like you have all these amazing moments, but those little moments are what kind of like push you back a little bit and make you go back to the drawing board and like, damn, I could really do this You better. keep thinking about it. Yeah. It like kind of fucks your head up. And I, I go to bed with that stuff sometimes, you know what I mean? And it's, it's not, I'm, I'm trying to be better, but at the same time, we're human, right? We... We we mess up and we you, you can't wait to get back into the club to like almost like do it again kind so you can prove that you kind of redeem yourself exactly from exactly. the night before. We recently had a like a podcast where we were sharing and uh, I keep thinking about this that you know I I recently been working with a therapist like for the past year or so and she said like your your biggest strength is also your biggest weakness right so my biggest strength would be like an analytical mind a lot of DJs have an analytical mind, right? We analyze, we observe, we organize, right? We're setting up, we're curating music. But in there, in that analytical mind, we're looking and we're, we're spotting all the problems, all the mess-ups and everything. So it's like, it's helping us perfect our craft, right? We become perfectionists, but then we're using that strength and that skill like in other areas that we shouldn't be. It's like we're, I'm overanalyzing people now, you know? I'm overanalyzing myself, so now my strength that's helped me become a great DJ is weakening me because I'm losing confidence because I'm over-critiquing my own self or I'm being harder on even my peers, right? Because I'm expecting my peers or the people I work with to be perfect. So now my strength of being like an analytical mind is hindering me. So like you got to remember like to control that and to like bring it back. And then also I just think a lot of you guys, you guys want to expedite the process. And you can never expedite the process. Things happen when they happen. That's, that's it. Every time I talk to a DJ in their 20s, they're like, yo, I want this, I want that. And I always tell them, all you DJs are going to pop in your 30s. It always happens. It always happens. You're gonna, it's going to happen in your 30s. They expedite it. They try to expedite it. They do, they do all these things. Five, six years later, they're in their 30s. They come to me like, yo, you were absolutely right. Like Things happened when it needed to happen. And when I was ready. And every time I tried to expedite the process or I, I tried to find a shortcut, I ended up like getting pushed back maybe a little bit more. Or I learned a lesson and, you know, whatever. It didn't work out. But like I think you have to accept the process and just know like what Lima was saying, those uncomfortable feelings, you just have to kind of sit with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just And get comfortable in those uncomfortable feelings so that, you know, like you learn how to control it. You know, it's just temporary. Yeah, because when you when you use substances to like numb that uncom that uncomfortableness, you rely on the substance. But if you sit in the uncomfortableness, you become comfortable with it, and then, and then you know how to tackle it without all these substances or whatever. But any any other questions right or here. statements? Right there. Go ahead. Um, my name is Hoppa Boy from Hawaii. Um, I just wanted to go back on Crooked. You you kind of asked about interactions and. Um, being from Hawaii, uh, it's tough to network and meet other DJs being stuck on an island far in the ocean over there. So um, the only time I get to is when guest DJs come down or when I travel. I do an international gigs, so Japan, and I've been to Dubai and Saipan and stuff. So I make those, those interactions there while I'm there. But um, Doing something like this, which I registered for, as soon as it got mentioned, I missed it in 2019. Um, 
But as soon as it got mentioned this for this one, I jumped it. I took the leap. Um, I was hoping, praying the flights weren't too expensive, but damn, man. But, uh, I feel you. you know, bit the bullet and um, the value to me, which is the greatest. I mean, of course, the panels, thank you so much. Y'all killed it, and I, I gained something from each one, I promise. It's, it was so valuable. But the most value is, is talking and, and meeting you guys and um, networking and trying to get people who hasn't been to Hawaii yet to, to come down and experience it. I want to share that hospitality. I want to get to network with everybody as well. So, um, yeah, getting to interact and meet all these cool DJs and their new styles and all that, I mean, that's what means a lot to me. So I thank you guys and aloha. Aloha. Check, check. All right. Um, Nick Davis, Kansas City. So interactions. I love the party panel, first of all, but after the panel was over, I talked to Jerome Baker III. He got in my ass. Pause. Like, pause. 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 My bad. My bad. Hey, yo. My bad. Hey. My bad. My no. bad. My bad. My this bad. Styles, this, get the mic. This is not that type of podcast. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no. Where's Jerome? My bad. My bad, Jerome. But no, seriously, like on a on a true note, on a true note. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Oh. Um, what an er interaction that was. Deep into Damn. it. But no, for real, on a true note, he told me everything that I was fucking up on. Because um, for me, my party was super dope, and I loved it for just the party aspect. But I didn't realize there were a lot of business things that I wasn't doing. And to me, I was kind of like, I, I thought about it, but I never said, okay, I should do this because I was having so much fucking fun doing the party that I wasn't thinking about, all right, what benefits am I providing to this bar, to this venue? How can I get more out of this? Because that's what I wanted. That, I, wanted I know I'm at a place where the party is dope, but I need to take it to the next level. And you can be a dope DJ, but if you're not figuring out how much money the bar is making, if you're not, you know, getting cuts of that, if you're not knowing your worth, your value, then you're screwing yourself. Pause. Is that a pause? Light. Light. Okay, light pause. Not my really, bad, my no. bad, my bad. Um, but so, like, shout out to him. We talked for, like, 30 minutes, and he told me everything that I didn't know, and he really pushed me to, like, figure some stuff out. So as soon as I left, I was, like, texting GMs, like, yo, I need this, I need that. Um, when I get back to KC tomorrow, it's going to be, yo, I need this, I need that, this has got to change, that's got to change. So, like, seriously, like, that alone, everything was great, everything's been amazing, but, like, that interaction alone, that 45 minutes that we talked, that alone made this entire week worth it. Like, just that alone. So, amazing. shout out to you for real. Like, big, big shout out. Check. Amazing. Check, check, check. Uh, hold on one second. Hold on. So I think we're going to move, you know, just to keep things moving. Um, we've been talking about all of the amazing panels that have been here and everything we got out of all of it and all the stuff. But we were looking ahead to next year and hopefully we'll all be here together again next year and wondering if, if there were any things that, uh, <laughs> wondering if there are any things that you guys thought could have been addressed that weren't, you know. So was there anything that uh, wasn't addressed at this retreat that, you would have liked to see or that we could see I'd actually, next year. I'd like, yeah. to, I'd like to hear from like yeah. a woman, a woman DJ if possible, because what I was speaking with people and I, I don't think there was a, a fair amount of women being represented, no. and women DJs and, sir, and stuff. And I would love to hear from a woman if possible, especially what was missing from here. Because the DJ City and Beat Source, uh, people that put this together with Vice, 
they want to improve this and they're open to the criticism. They want to make this better, you know? So, yeah. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. Set styles. If, do we have someone ready? Yes, yeah, so, right here. Right here. All right, everybody. It's DJ Carrie Beats from Houston, Texas. Really happy to be here. So, it's the question uh, what can we do for next year? Or, I mean, what, what, what do you think uh, was missing? Or, you know. Yeah, so I think. Um, Something that was missing this year was more of the, and maybe it's not the right platform, but um, there's so much to talk about. Uh, you're, we're all self-employed, so the business aspect of it, making yeah. money, you know, monetizing your social platforms, you know, the, the making money part of it. And also, I think as DJs, I'm also an engineer, you know, I have a very analytical, <laughs> analytical mind for sure. Um, how do we maximize all the money that we're getting? You know, how do we, how do we, expand you know our careers with the money that we're getting new gear i don't know new skills you know that growth part i think um from the financial side and, and self-employed it's funny because uh we're talking this in the back in our meeting and we're like yo what what was missing for you what was missing for you and my main thing was yo they should have had a financial uh panel because yeah like me coming up luckily i have crook where i ask him 120 questions about money, uh, negotiations, whatever I need to ask them. Not everybody has a cricket to uh, ask those type of questions. But I was just like, yo, I would have loved to hear from other people about that. It's funny, the gentleman in the back does have that podcast about taxes and stuff. But, um, yeah, that's the one thing I also agree. There should have been, you know, like when the NBA players go into the league, they just blow their money on shoes, jewelry, cars, or whatever. But now you have like a Jay-Z with the Rock Nation where they kind of guide them financially and how to invest, how to save money. And we don't have that as DJs. And I thought that would have been a great panel. So I do agree with you. That's something that should be in the next one, if possible. To piggyback on what Jamie said, you know, DJing as a career is still relatively a new, a new thing. It's a new industry, right? Like in the 70s, there was no such thing. There was, you know, it really didn't pop off as traveling DJs, as working DJs till maybe what, the late 90s, early 2000s. So I think there's so many things we can improve. And you're right, like financial literacy, learning how to invest money. Um, when, I, when I first started, like I was so happy to have a seat at the table that I wasn't necessarily concerned with my finances, right? I was happy to DJ and just be in those big rooms and DJing and opening for the vices and the, the crookeds. And you know, it's, you kind of like get caught up in that, but as you continue to grow and you start looking at those things that are going to help you financially, you know, your, create your path, right? You might have other interests and that DJing money can finance that. Mm -hmm. So had I known these things in my early 20s, I'd probably be well, way better off now, right? I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still in the process of learning. I'm still in the process of learning how to invest, all these things. There's no right or wrong answer, but definitely a panel would help, right, for that kind of thing. Can I jump on? When I first started... When I first moved to pause. Vegas, hey, pause. <laughs> when I first moved to um, Las Vegas to DJ, I was making a shitload of money. Jesus, and, relax. And nobody was telling me. Nobody was telling and me how to. Now I got nothing. Now I got shit. <laughs> no, no oh, I can see him. Just Eddie Mac in the building. Can't touch this. So yeah, I was spending money on jewelry, clothes. Nobody. There was nobody telling me to chill with my money to invest. And yeah, I just spent all my money. The cricket can tell you. I was coming yeah, back to New York. Every, every time I saw him, he had like a new watch or a new chain. Like he had a platinum, platinum. chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I style dog chain, by the way. Yeah, but I wish there was like, I wish there was something like this back in 2003. 
especially with a panel talking about how to invest your money and save it. So that's that's a good thing about this retreat. I mean, for a DJ retreat. But, o- but also in the in the meantime, if you have questions, you know, that you got to like reach out to the DJs out here. Yeah, because that's the great thing about this, right? Is that if if um, Beyond the Music doesn't have a panel, or I think a workshop would might be better than a panel, where it's more of a workshop where it's off to the side, and you know, because not everybody wants to hear about financial shit for like an hour. So like a workshop where it's more one on one, and and you know, like maybe it's limited to like ten to fifteen people with one person who specifically helps you with whatever financial questions or monetizing questions that you have. That might be great, you know, in the off hours or whatever. But that's what's great about this is that you can literally reach out and talk to all these DJs from anywhere on the panelists or anyone, you know, speak to someone. And you speak to three DJs, you're going to get to the right DJ who can help you with all of that shit. And that's what's really great about this and the, uh, the interactions. Even, even I was speaking with um, you guys. Is Cricket still here or did she leave? DJ Cricket. So, like, DJ Cricket had a question, or she said, like, I want to start a party, you know, in Vegas. I can't f- find the right people. And I was thinking about it all night because Cricket is such a great DJ, and she's so personable, and I love her energy. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to start a party, you know? And then, but, you know, like, I'm, I, I don't have her energy, you know what I mean? I, like, I can't go in the middle of a dance floor and, and get people to dance, you know? And I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to greet people and hug them and just, like, make them feel welcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that energy. Yeah, we know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, yo, like, I should talk to her because maybe we could work together. And then th- th- I would have never thought to do that. And I was talking with these fellas up here, like, yeah, maybe I'll work with Cricket. We'll put something together. And maybe I can work behind the scenes or, you know, we can see what can be done. But... You know, if it wasn't for this this retreat or anything, that I would have never, you know, I would have never even considered that. And I've been thinking of like doing my own party for twenty years, and I've never pulled the trigger. And this may be the first time where I actually somewhat considered it, you know. But that's what's great about this. Anyone else want to speak? What's going on, fellas? Uh, DJ Moonrock from Los Angeles. Uh, I just had a question because you know there was a there was a panel about building, you know, your social media, and then there was also a panel with the with the bookers. And um, one of the questions I had was how much weight, you know, in, in you guys' experience with those bookers, are they putting on social media? Like, is it they're looking at your following, they're saying, oh, you only got like 2,000, 2,000 followers, we're not going to book him. Or they have a, a certain, you know, this, this person has 100,000 followers, like, let's book them. How much weight with you guys' experience does that play a factor? Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm kind of older and old school, you know, so like we have some relationships from pre-social media in a way where like I think that leads to some bookings and, and you know, everybody is in a different place in their career and, and the timeline and the way they're going to get to it on their path. Um, but nowadays I do think social media does play a big part of it. I mean, I'm sure they're looking at it. I don't know, but I try to stay active on there and do everything I can do, you know, to remain relevant, but stay genuine and have fun on there. And um, I assume they're looking at it. Yeah, I think. Well, you got two DJs, actually three DJs up here who have very modest followings. We're not in like, you know, the tens of thousands. D-Miles, how many followers do you have? I think I'm ready at like 10,000. You're at 10,000? Yeah. 
I think you're at 7,000. Maybe. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus. Damn. How many followers do you have? 3,000. I probably have like around 4,400. 4,400. Yeah. How often are you guys working in Vegas? All the time. Yeah. So, it, it, you know. It's a lot of relationships. It's a lot of relationships. Yeah, based on relationships. There's a lot of going out, too. Uh, one thing I learned from Crook was you got to go out. You got to show face. You got to network. Yeah. You know, you got to support other people. If you want to go DJ in a venue, you have to go support the venue. Like, who are you not to support something you want to be a part of? So that's better than social media to me, to be honest with you. What, what, what kind of DJ do you want to be? You know, that's the question. That do you want to be Diplo? You know, who, who, like, you, you tell me what kind of DJ you want to be and what, who, who are you looking at that you want to model your career after? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you. I mean, we, look, we, this, look, I'm in my 40s. He's in his 50s. He's, you know, he's, he, just turned, he just turned 40. How old are you? 31. So I'm just saying everything way, you man. want is going to take time to build. And you just have to be, you just know it's got to take time to build. When I was your age, you know, I was the same way. I wanted my name on a billboard. I just moved to Vegas from New York. And I was in New York. I'm like, yo, you know, like I can't make more than $800 or $1,000 in New York. So I gotta, I'm going to go to Vegas and see what happens, you know. And then when I went to Vegas, my rate went down and I had to work it back up again. So it's just like, what do you want to build? It's going to take time. Give yourself time. Give yourself five to ten years, but have a plan. Don't just look at other motherfuckers and be like, yo, he's killing it. Like, I can't make it today. Well, it's going to take time. So what, what kind of DJ do you want to be? What steps are you doing or taking to, to get there? You know what I'm saying? I'm, talk, I'm sorry if I'm talking aggressive to you. No, <laughs> it's probably <laughs> I was I was just thinking that. Like, damn, quick. Yeah, like, take it easy down. on him, man. Shit. Yeah, Put yeah. some auto-tune in his voice. But just to, down, just, just to compound you know, what like, was I saying, got that man. real, I got that real, like, uptown, <laughs> uptown New York, like, uh, the, the angry coach shit, you know, that You're I do about to, to jump off the stage. I need to stop that. I'm sorry. What, what kind of, what kind of DJ do you want to be? That's how I should have said ass it. Pete. Yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> but just nah, to, but, oh, go ahead. Just go to ahead, compound dude. on what Crooked was saying, sometimes it's the quality of followers as well, because you could have... 15, 20,000 followers, and it means nothing. But let's say if you have five to 10, and out of that five to 10, a lot of it is GMs or managers or people that really are invested in nightlife, and you have relationships with those people, or you go out and make those relationships, and they're following you, and they see your progression, that's a positive, right? Even if you have a limited amount of followers, sometimes it's the impact of the followers you do have. So for us, start now, right? Um, a lot of the things that we were talking about really impacted the nightlife in Las Vegas, even though our following wasn't huge to start off. You know, like talking about like in Las Vegas nightlife, some of the things we talked about, you would see it implemented in the nightclub, in the nightclubs from, um, you know, selection of openers, maybe DJs doing the whole night. A lot of those things we started seeing happening based off of the quality of followers we had and the people that were actually listening to us. So sometimes it's not even an amount. Sometimes the amount of followers isn't as big as a deal as you think. Sometimes it's the quality. And this is coming from someone that has about 7,000 followers. I'm not a big, you know what I mean? So, Seven to ten. He yeah. even tried to inflate his numbers. He said, I got 10,000. He yeah, got 7,000. Quit trying to fake it till you make it, buddy. I think it helps, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. And I think it depends who it is. Like Nick Spinelli was saying, he gets so many gigs from it. In a way, social media is your resume now. And if you can do a good job of making these videos or pictures or something that portrays what you do, genuinely and cleanly and people can see that it definitely will help lead the stuff yeah there's not one way to do anything you know like there's there's tons of people who like i, I do fashion and i'm in design 
There's so many intelligent. He, you uh, say you do fashion. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good one, Bella Fiasco. <laughs> Don't give fashion the mic, though. Hey, yo. Let's, let's move on. Let's go. I don't want to talk. Check, check. <laughs> what up? Yo, oh, uh, shit. Zimmy, what? Zimmy Z- to my left. Zimmy from Pittsburgh. Uh, so, bouncing back one step. Yesterday, Neva interviewed me and asked me, though, what advice would I give myself when I was younger question? Mm-hmm. When we had yeah. a whole conversation about buying stupid shit uh, when we were making tons of cash and whatever, whatever. Uh, D-Nice referenced Chris Lighty. Chris Lighty's famous advice to all of his artists on Violator, whatever was, be financially stable because you're going to have a longer career if you're operating from a place of stability versus being a dope artist operating from a place of desperation. They talked about inspiration versus desperation, okay? I, when I was killing in the clubs in the 2000s and making all kinds of money, Cheesecake Factory, movies, shoes, just bu- I, I don't know where all the money went. I have no clue. You lost money at Cheesecake Factory? Bro. <laughs> You know he, he ordered everything yeah. on that menu, the whole thing, whole front thing. to back. <laughs> I tried to buy <laughs> All the cheesecake factory. So, also, I'm calling bullshit on Crooked because when I did the road podcast like five years ago, I tried to get him to start a party, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna totally do that." And it's literally been like five years. So, anyways, yeah. the point is, the point is, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking what kind of money you had when you bragging about Cheesecake Factory, like. <laughs> Pit, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh money and Las Vegas money are not the <laughs> same Pittsburgh. money. So like strawberry lemonade, whatever. Endless permanti, bro. Yo, so and, and I'm at the point in my career, and a lot of us uh, older cats here have been talking about like where we're at in our career, and we're doing different shit. I'm at a point in my career where it's lovely because I don't have to take every gig, not because when I take a gig I'm making twenty thousand dollars, but because I have money coming in twenty different ways. So when I'm asleep, Damn, I'm making so. money. You know, yeah, OnlyFans, like. Uh, you know, other, other income streams, real estate, shit like that. Because the reality is, if there's 200 cats in this room, if we have a 20-year reunion from right now, some of y'all won't be here as DJs. You, 10 years later, you guys like, it's not for me. And part of that is, you got to pay bills. And you were talking about money on the Start Your Own Party and the promoters and all that shit. You got to pay bills. So if you don't want to do that gig, and they got 100 bucks, and it's trash money, and you need 100 bucks... You're gonna be at that gig clowning yourself. So the greatest advice I always give DJs, and I think that was a really good point, and the financial question, thank you for bringing that up, is you making sure your money is right and your business is right right now. It might even be more important than you making sure your DJ shit is right, because you could play yourself if you're broke. Like if you got to take those gigs. So you got a day job, t- keep it, invest your money, save your money, figure out your taxes, get an accountant, don't get fucked up with the IRS. That shit, that'll give you a career. You could take one gig a month for the rest of your life and be, you know, Fat Man, Fat Boy Slim instead of like, yo, I, I got to play five times a week for a hundred bucks because the young cat will take that gig for free. So you want to make a hundred bucks or whatever. What was your question? <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, it was a Thank statement. You. He just wanted Amen. to talk his shit. Oh, he wanted to talk his shit. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for the question the whole time. I'm like, let me listen. Yo, can we get a mic to? Uh, can we? Can I hear from an, another woman DJ? I'm here. I'm here. Wait, that's, oh, yeah, wait, a, that's a woman DJ? Yes. A, is it? Danny West, DJ City, Beat Source. Oh my God! <laughs> he's, about he's, about ca- he's about to sing "Careless Whisper" on the mic right here. I do not identify as a man. I'm non-binary. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, 
I, I, I guess you guys asked earlier what, what I wish they would focus on or something that we should look into for the next year. And I think one thing that we're missing on, on this retreat was being okay, not being the superstar DJ, not being the Vegas DJ. Nice. And, and, and giving props to the wedding DJs. You know, uh, the, someone said earlier, they're like, oh, shit, the wedding DJ shit. Like, like that, that, I don't like to do that. But there's an art to that. And it's okay to be a wedding DJ. And like I, we got the squad from La Forest from Dallas, and I know those motherfuckers are killing it. And the, and it's it's okay to not want to be the Vegas DJ. For me myself, that's never been my goal, and I think that's something that we should focus on in regards to the everyday DJ. You can make a great living and be respected and be respectful to everyone around you and all that stuff. And you know, like uh, shout out to all my team from Texas that they, they came out here. Um, but like we got some real killers in in Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth. And sometimes they don't get their notoriety or they're not going to get their shine. You know, we did the South by Southwest thing and, you know, I put them on the lineup. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you guys seen them. I mean, the, the, we got, we, there's a lot of good DJs out there and it's okay not to be the Vegas guy. And don't, don't ever undercut yourself and show your value, understand your value that you can still do this as a DJ and be happy for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally. And like I said before, there's so many different lanes at this point of people that just are sports DJing, events DJing, and like a lot of the stuff that I do, you know, I, I have my like hand in a bunch of different kind of pots, but the events are big for me, you know, so like I try to focus on that kind of stuff and I'm happier doing some of those gigs. And if I can get a dope Vegas gig, I'll do it. But um, yeah, I agree with, you know, what, what you said, like don't try to be someone else. Like all the comparison is really what will slow you down and bring you down and have you overthinking and doubting yourself rather than looking at your own accomplishments and actually looking at your own wants and goals and just attacking that. Yeah, um, actually, so, someone came up to me and they were, they were asking me about, you know, how to start a side business or how to invest in like a side or how to, you know, create a side business while you're DJing. They are like uh, having passive income. And these are all great things that, you know, everyone's been adding about. Is there anyone else? Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, so I go by the name DJ Eminem. I'm originally nice. from Georgia, but I live in Denver, Colorado now. Wow. I've been there four and a half years. And um, really, I just want to give feedback and make statements. Um, this has been invaluable. The amount of information I've taken in, the, these amazing DJs just... Being in the music environment, especially after what we've been through with the pandemic, it's awesome. Like, I feel like I'm a brand new DJ again, and I've been playing for 11 years now. So. Uh, something I want to say is that uh, going from Georgia to Denver has been a really big culture shock, I guess you could say. It's real different from the music, from the how the DJs there are comfortable with what they do. Like, you know, they already have the city on lock in a certain way. So um, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm not really trying to step on toes. What other avenues do I have as far as like online presence or um, just starting my own party or finding the people that would come out to my own party? Because I might start a party, but they're like, who are you? Uh, so something I would love to see in the future, um, if it's appropriate, I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, I'm a big nerd, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would love to learn about NFTs, 
Web3, the metaverse, like what about those DJs that wanna focus on the online presence or just wanna travel and do big gigs elsewhere and they might not be the biggest DJ in their city. Could we make that possible? Like bring in someone that um, has a, a song, like can you take a remix or a song and sell it as an NFT? Like I'm curious about those type of things. Like, Interesting. Well, you had Randy up here, right? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, that's his whole thing. Yeah, I mean, he had literally has a group made out of the Bored Apes, right? Like the two Bored Ape NFTs are the DJs and remixers, and I think he manages them. I know nothing about NFTs, so I'm, I'm the wrong person to talk about, but, but Styles was just up here, too. Oh, yeah. Styles knows everything about NFTs. And that would be good, and, and the whole metaverse thing. I think Twitch is almost the introduction to DJs being in the metaverse, where that's what, you know just us DJing in that, and then if it does expand to the whole virtual reality or 3D things and all that. Um, I, I, I have a question, though. How long have you been in Denver? Four and a half years? How's it going? It's cool. It goes up and down. Like This year has been really busy for me. I've DJed damn near every weekend since February. I've actively like taken weekends off. So I, like, in a, like, I try to take a weekend off per month, just so I can have that reset for myself. Oh, wow. Um, it's been great. I I really can't complain, uh, but just once again, all this information I've taken in these past couple of days, I realized that I just got comfortable as far as like playing what I'm being booked for versus playing what I want to play or like creating that outlet to get what I want to play out the way. So normally I would do like a gym mix or something and just put it in Dropbox or send it to a couple of friends or I'll put it on SoundCloud, but I wouldn't really like push it super hard because I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what is Denver looking for from someone new because they already have their set DJs for certain things. So it's like, how do I get people to be open to something different that they might not have heard before? Because there are a lot of layers to DJ Eminem. I think whatever you, everybody is different. I think everybody does play that game of like, well, it's already there. But it's like how many like pizza shops are in every single city? Like everybody, there's a million of them. Like they're all doing it their own way. And the you would your party is going to be different. Each one of you are unique and special in your own way and bringing something to the table. And it's kind of like the imposter syndrome thing that Bella was talking about. Like, I think people are like, oh, I got to do this or I got to imitate that. But I think if you do start your own party, you might be surprised at the reaction, you know, and you could put videos out there and do different, put things out there of the stuff that you like, you know, genuinely and see what that attracts because I wouldn't just look at other stuff and go, oh, it's already there, you know, just go and do it. That's how everything else started. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate that. Thank you for letting me talk. Hola, hola, hola. Um, I'm Lats. I'm from Colombia. Um, being, a, being a kid coming from South America and um, getting the chance to meet so many DJs that I look up to and that I've been following since like 10, 15 years ago that I've been like watching on YouTube like Mojax and people like uh, kids have been seeing, seeing them giving us so much value here. It's been a great opportunity. So grateful for this. Also, being so grateful for the opportunity to work with Spider. It's been amazing, and uh, I, I, I'm so 
I'm so curious about like I I, I would like to see more people coming from from South America. Like and I, we have so many people coming from different states, and that's amazing. We have people coming from Europe. I'd love to get more people involved in the Latin community, but like from Mexico, Colombia, Argentina, that would be awesome. Spain, that's something that, that I want to work on. And I, I'd, lo I'd love to see that happening for the next um, editions. Um, but my question to you guys are, are, are you guys thinking about what's gonna happen in the metaverse? Is that something that it's interesting for you? Uh, do, you th do you think that's gonna be like relevant in the DJ community in the coming years? That's funny that you mentioned that because uh, Quickie was, don't make me laugh, motherfucker. Uh, Quickie mentioned that about- You were the last person I thought would answer this question. No, because I, I told Quickie, I told Quickie, he was talking about AI I'm curious to hear years. what you're gonna say. He was talking about AI in 10 years and all these things. And, I, and that's when that made me think like, yo, like as DJs, we can't keep being the two turntables and a mixer type of person. You're going to have to adapt like we had to adapt with Twitch and, you know, IG Live and all this crazy thing when the pandemic happened. But I do feel that as DJs, we should be more open. Now, like, there's controllers everywhere. Five years ago, it was taboo to use a controller. So now I do think that now DJs do need to, like, just think in a wider range. Don't limit yourself to two turntables and, a, you know, into a mixer. Like, always try to understand what's the next big thing. They're trying to shut it off because you don't know about it. You're misinformed. So, yeah, that's what I think about that. Well, good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Danny D-Rock from New York. Um, I want to just uh, say I think all the topics uh, that were covered in all the panels were excellent in their own way. Um, looking back and asking about which ones really stood out, I think each one of them did tie into each other in some manner. And I think that was awesome. I think, you know, it was an excellent job by, you know, Vice and DJ City and uh, Beat Source for putting this whole thing together. This is my first time here. And I've only recently started um, attending these conferences. But what I look at and what I really have walked away from with this whole experience is the camaraderie, you know, and the companionship of all these dope minds in this room that are here together. I mean, I've got to meet icons and friends and people that, you know, I've only seen through a screen. And, you know, to be here after all of what we've all experienced in the last two plus years with the world and the unknown, and we're here to all lift each other up. And I think it's um, a great opportunity that, you know, this was put together. And, um, you know, I only saw a few of y'all in the gym this morning, but self-care is number one, because <laughs> if we don't take care of ourselves, I see, you with, I see you, but if we don't take care of ourselves, how are we going to take care of the world that needs us as a community and DJs and making others feel good? So the self-care is definitely very important, and, um, you know, I thank you guys for all spending your time with me, and I look forward to chatting to a bunch of the rest of you for uh, the rest of the night and the uh, evening. I hope you guys all get home safe as well. Yeah. But God yeah. bless everyone. I just wanted to say real quick, a part of yeah. he mentioned camaraderie, and I think that's very important. And I was having a, call, a talk. I was actually having breakfast this morning with one of the DJs here, and I was telling him it's kind of sad because even though there is camaraderie, there's a lot of DJ friends that I have that aren't here because they may have um, an alliance or alliances with other companies or other affiliations and it shouldn't be that way, right? Like we should all be able to come together on something like this and still be able to communicate, learn, be educated 
and just, you know, powwow with each other, regardless of our affiliation with different record pools, companies, whatever, it shouldn't fucking matter, right? We should just come together and enjoy this setting. And it shouldn't be about that. It should just be about the camaraderie. So thank you for bringing that up. All right, I feel like that was a perfect place to end it. D-Rock, that was like an amazing speech talking about the camaraderie, and I think that is what it's all about, us coming together. We're finally back here in person. I got nothing but love for these road podcasts. Guys, I love listening to their podcast, and I get so much out of it. I really appreciate it. Happy we got to do this. And uh, you guys really should make some noise for yourself and feel good that you invested in yourself to come here. And do this, because that says a lot about you and how much you care about everything. So thank you guys so much. Uh, and thank BeatSource, DJ City, and this guy, Make DJ. the road in the 20s. Yeah. DJ Voice. If I could just close it, I was saying the past two days filled with top-tier panelists, moderators. Um, this was a dream and a vision brought to you for the DJs by DJ City, Beat Source, as well as the Vice team. So make some noise for that crew. Thank you very much. Um, it just brought us all together as a community, which was much needed during this times. And, and really, I'm hoping that it's giving us new ideas, ways of growth, opportunities, and, and really looking at us like, you know, as newly inspired DJs stepping out of this room. And, and I'm really looking forward to what's next with us. So really, yeah, just this one percenter crew we have here, thank you for being here, DJs. And we're gonna ask all the DJs to come up on stage so we could take a group picture as well with everybody up here and do the money shot. Pause. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.